over the next several weeks, I'm going to be doing a spotlight on MPAC's leadership team. We'll be talking to um, MPAC's uh, current president and the person who's led our business development efforts since the very beginning, uh, Gwen Gola. We'll then speak with uh, Mike Wills, serves as MPAC's uh, CFO. We'll also reconnect with uh, Dr. Canone, who we spoke with uh, back in 2019 when he first joined us. We'll get his thoughts on what's taking place um, in the senior care space. And we'll wrap up with, um, with Haley, our uh, newest member of the leadership team, who joined us back in September as our chief operating officer. Look forward to speaking with them and to um, sharing with all of you some of their thoughts about you know why they joined MPAC and what they see, um, what they're excited about. So look out for those podcasts to come, like I said, over the next several weeks. All right, Mike, how long have we known each other? Oh, man, probably since 2013, 10 years, almost 10 years. It'll be 10 years in May, I think, actually now. Sorry. And at, at MPAC, six and a half of those? Six and a half. So I joined November 16. There you go. All right. So we've known each other pre-MPAC because we did a similar job in consulting that had nothing to do with healthcare at all. Nothing to do with healthcare. <laughs> nothing to do with healthcare. We're both we both have a similar background in terms of it's mostly finance accounting, sort of the square CPA types. Um, I left Conway, our former firm, to co-found MPAC in 2014 and then dragged you over here in 2016. Talk everyone through, first of all, who's Mike Wills and why the hell would you leave management consulting without any experience in healthcare and join what at the time was a, a very much a startup with lots of promise, but very much a startup. Yeah. So I guess who's Mike Wills? I, I'd like to think I have round edges for being a square. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely, you know, I, I, I fit the CPA bill though. Yeah. I mean, working at Conway, I think I saw, we got to work on projects which were where finance and operations were tied very closely together. I was mostly on the finance side doing a lot of cash flow analysis and modeling and spending a lot of time in Excel, but I did enjoy, you know, tying it into the operations. And as I was evaluating where I wanted to take my career, um, that seemed like an opportunity for me. I didn't want to be always stuck buying spreadsheets or, you know, always, you know, doing financial analysis. So obviously stayed in touch with you, found out what you were doing and you actually had been focusing more on the operations side. So it was a little bit of a yin and yang situation. And I was really just looking to make a change in general, get out of consulting and focus on personal and career growth. And I liked what you guys were trying to do. Um, it became pretty apparent to me of the type of organization you were trying to build, which was important to me starting at such a, I started my career at KPMG, which is a very large organization. I would say that they are relatively employee centric there, but you're, you know, one of thousands and then went down to Conway, which 
was kind of more mercenary work. Everyone stayed in touch, but you were definitely, you're working in teams, but it was definitely more individual focused. And so it was really nice to hear the type of organization you were trying to build, which was employee centric. And everyone I met during the process made me feel, you know, at home. So that was kind of my journey from, from Conway to MPAC. But like you said, no healthcare experience really just knew there was a pretty big problem to be solved, uh, you know, based on personal experience and also based on hearing from you. Yeah. And so your wife, Alyssa is a nurse. So you get to sort of, you know, hear from her, the challenges that exist in healthcare, at least from what she sees. We of course are trying to solve problems that, that we've identified within healthcare. So even though neither of us are healthcare people, we are just by the nature of what we used to do problem solvers and sort of agree to take on this challenge and solve the problem and partner with the best clinicians that we can find out there and support them. Right. So back to your point about employee centric and it's all about, all about support. And I think things, even though you serve as our CFO and your job is, you know, the numbers, what I've heard consistently from folks that get to interact with you is like, Oh, wow. Mike's not that type of CFO. That's just like cut the budget right? Spend less, you get it, you take a holistic approach to what is working or isn't working operationally, what is important to help and support our clinicians who are the ones doing the heavy lifting and the real work, right? Versus just ticking and tying and, and adding and subtracting numbers. Um, so you, you've said it a bunch of times, I'll sort of, so I'll cue you up. The things that are important to you in terms of health equity, right? employee support. So talk me through now that you've been here since 2016, you've seen the various iterations of MPAC. We'll talk about sort of what we have in store here for 2023. Um, but talk me through sort of the iterations and, and what has kept you here up until now. Yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of inter- iterations of MPAC since I've been here. And I'd say that in a, in a good way, right? We are in a high growth environment and and in an ever-changing industry which is healthcare and i think coming on board you know the focus was most immediately growth inside of our established markets which were illinois and california right we have to get a presence going maintaining relationships with operators we've you know some of the operators we work with today aren't the operators we worked with before and that some of that is that's a good thing because we're focused on quality. When when you when you start a business and you're going out, sometimes it is a established, you know, a, a base. It's a little bit of a land grab. But as we've evolved, we've realized that our focus is quality and we operate on principles. And sometimes those operators don't align with our principles. So I, you know, I've seen that that part of it come through. I've seen internal changes about how we operate the business, the sophistication of, of the tools that I've been involved with. And I'm not patting on myself on the back in any way, but the way we measure things, you know, you've always been a, a data-driven operating, I'll, I'll call you an operating partner. And so, you know, I've seen the way that, the way that we track uh, success, the way we monitor uh, success of the company evolve. And, you know, one of the interesting things about how we measure, quote unquote, success um, that's, that's kind of coming into to focus recently is we're now able to and we will be measuring the cost of care. So we obviously I think our clinicians are focused on quality and our team in general is 
is focused on fostering the ability to deliver quality care. And the output of that, the effect of that would be lowering the cost of care for these patients, which ultimately benefits the taxpayers and, and us. And generally with, with lower cost care, you know, that's going to help out the patient too, just in general. So that that's the most current iteration that we're on, which is, you know, I would say the most exciting. It's certainly been in your eyes from the get-go. Um, the whole thesis behind MPAC was to eliminate waste and the ridiculous costs that come come with, with healthcare. So it's been an iterative process, but I'm excited to for where we are right now. So <clears throat> as am I, um, maybe for everybody's benefit, you know, what is that? Um, we've we've been you know, adding key members to our team to further help support what we've been doing. And now effective, you know, we'll call it January 1st, 2023. There's a couple of significant changes happening that are all beneficial to what we're doing. The most significant one on the on the medical side of the house is the long-term care management ACO, right? Of which we're a preferred partner of, of sound physicians, a massive quality focused, proven organization. That's exciting. And then we've developed and are getting ready to start rolling out our behavioral care program, right? So all of those are focused on patient-centered care, quality, quality care, quality outcomes. And for the first time in our history, we finally get to share in those outcomes that we've been driving. So the survive fee-for-service, thrive for value-based care uh, drum that I've been beating since day one is, is now here. Um, and also, we just so happen to have the best team we've ever had in our history put together. And as I pointed out in our in the, the 2023 update, just in the first two months of this year alone, 18 amazing people have joined our organization. So we're now executing at that sort of level of of growth and there's more and more people sort of buying into our, our mission and our, and our vision, which is all coming together. So 2023, big, big year. I probably just said everything there is to say about it, even though I was queuing you up to do that. <laughs> but what, what are your thoughts? Are you as excited? What do you see as the challenges, as the good, the bad, the ugly of all this? Yeah, I think this really, you know, you, you had opened up, you know, this chat about, not necessarily being the by the numbers or just cutting costs to make this thing work or, you know, that sort of the, the holistic approach. And I, the most exciting thing is that this provides a mechanism to thwart that because I think this industry has been plagued with having to sometimes make those short-sighted decisions just to stay afloat. You know, the communities we operate in face staffing shortages and compressed margins from CMS changes. And, you know, those are, a lot of the same challenges that we face. And you have to sometimes make those decisions just, again, stay afloat. And, it, and it, if you don't have a vision and a belief in, you know, it's kind of a, a long-term strategy, you know, I think you can fall victim to, again, making some short-sighted decisions. But this is what we've been waiting for. And this allows us to not have to fear to, you know, not have to make changes out of fear or out of necessity, but rather play together in the sandbox, which is something you say, and kind of lock arms and say, all right, we've got a mechanism to coordinate care together and everyone's going to win from this and we can execute on our long-term strategy, which 
absolutely should include uh, first and foremost quality care, as opposed to just making optimal operations um, decisions. So I think that is super exciting. And, and I would say personally, it's also for me, it's exciting for an entirely new, I, I'll call it a workflow, but it's almost like a new discipline to learn. And, you know, we've got the way that we are going to be able to look at information and collaborate with sound on clinical decision support and look at the results of is extremely interesting. And I think that MPAC is on the bleeding edge for this type of arrangement inside the long-term care space. And it's evident, you know, from that we, we had hosted that ACO symposium, getting client feedback immediately, you know, having, having our managers uh, really excited and bought in about this is, is really exciting. Needless to say, 2023, which is MPAC's 10th year in business, it, it, it feels like along the way, every year is kind of the most important in our history. Um, and maybe it should be that way because we're sort of, right, we're growing, we're changing, we're um, improving. I can say this one, without a doubt, is the most important year in our history in a very, very exciting kind of way. So <clears throat> we have the team. We're going to continue to build on that team and obviously appreciate you jumping in the boat back in 2016 and grabbing an oar and not relinquishing that oar this whole time, even though, as you know, we all know, as you build a business, there's uh, ups and downs. There's some challenges. Some are significant. Um, some have been. This has not been an easy process. Um, however, because we've all believed in it and because we've all been in the boat rowing is how we've been able to manage through kind of those rough waters. So appreciate you sticking it out. and excited to see you know what we do this year and I'm excited to share with everybody else in the organization a little bit about you because you know the CFOs generally we just try to keep you all in the closet running spreadsheets and we don't like to, to to march you around so hopefully everybody gets to know a little bit about you through this process yeah well I'll be here um, continuing to break oars as long as you keep giving me new ones we'll be <laughs> we'll be good we'll be good to go awesome all right well anything we didn't touch on that you wanted to one of the things that I did want to maybe underscore, we talked about the organization being employee-centric, and I truly believe that after being in you know two previous organizations, which I think makes it a great place to work, which you know we're excited to get feedback for in you know, via the various employee outreach. But one of the other reasons why I love working at Impact is because I trust everyone that I work with, and I think that's something that's you know, it sounds a little cheesy, but just knowing that you have reliable coworkers is, it just makes working a lot easier and everyone has a good attitude and it's fun. So I look forward to hopping on meetings, some more than others, but, uh, you know, I, I just, it's more of a, a thanks to everyone that works here. And I think it's, I think it's pretty rare. I just, when I talk to my colleagues, uh, the type of relationship that they have with their coworkers, you know, I, I don't, I would pit our team against any other team any day and I'd feel good about going into battle with them. So I just think that's rare. That's all. We do have a rare culture. We're very protective of it. And um, it makes a difference when, when we all show up to, to go to work, when 
the people you work with, you trust and you like. Agree. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for, thanks for doing this. Yep. See you. Later.